Welcome, Dr. James Beckett, Sports Card Insights. I want to thank my sponsors, Top Spinini, Upper Deck, Heritage Auctions, Huggins and Scott Auctions, Mike Stadium Sports Cards, Burbank Sports Cards, ComC.com, and Beckett Media, Beckett Grading, Beckett Authentication. So here's uh, an episode for your listening enjoyment. What is your favorite card that you have in your collection? Roberto Clemente was my, you died before you guys were born, but he was my favorite player. And a long time ago, I got his rookie card autographed. And so that's my fun card to have. My second favorite, which again, in the father and son vein, is it is a Babe Ruth Gaudi card from 1933 that actually was my dad's. So those two, I'm not going to put them in my coffin when I die, but those would be the last two I'd want to sell. Gotcha. Awesome. Okay. What was your favorite part of running back? Gosh, I wouldn't say it was uh, payroll, <laughs> paying all the people, except in the sense that, you know, I just, I've never been asked that in that way. And I'm realizing one of the favorite parts I had, and I don't want to put any pressure on your dad, but at the end of the year, when we had a good year, we could do bonuses to the employees. And we had lots of good years and pretty decent bonuses for many of those years for a job well done. In many cases, employees that went above and beyond and to share the profits with them, that really brought me a lot of pleasure. Obviously, if you're not making money, that's a different story, but we were doing well. And to be able to share that, that was the fun part. It's not fun to fire employees or lay them off. We didn't have to do that very much, hardly at all, but given bonuses. Thanks for the question. Any thoughts on the new CEO? How do you see that playing out in terms of structure. Sounds like you had a corporate experience. I'm more of a small and medium-sized business guy. And in the businesses that I've been involved with, I'm not aware of a chief vision officer along Mm -hmm. with a CEO. I'm not sure where the hierarchy is there. Josh Luber has a lot of hobby experience and passion for our hobby, not just the industry. And this new guy, I wish him well, has a little more of a corporate feel to me. So we'll see. It still needs to be a hobby and not be turned into an industry that's packaged goods, that's commoditized. That, I think, is not good. Okay, if Fanatics has their way, they're really thinking big. They've got lots of layers of management, lots of overhead, but they're thinking really big. And so my question to each of you is, if Fanatics is successful in multiplying this industry by a factor of 10, they think they can tend, but if they start by getting blaster boxes in every grocery store in America, every place where food is, you're going to find blasters near the counter. Is that a good thing for your card shop? Is that a bad thing? Are you excited about that? Are you depressed about that? Because Fanatics wants to make more cards and sell more cards to justify their valuation. And they're thinking really big. How does that impact you guys personally in your shop, as well as whether you think it's good for the hobby? So Fanatics has blasters, not individual cards, not hobby boxes, but blasters, some kind of a $20 product, $25 product in every grocery store in New Buffalo and every other store. For us, we've made the switch from having more retail products. We have a lot more hobby products now. So that doesn't really affect us too much. And even though there's going to be a ton of blasters everywhere, people are still going to hunt for them. And it does also get more people in the hobby because it'll be easier to find them cheaper cards. They want the good stuff and they know where to go to get it. Okay. Owen. So I don't think it'll affect the adult buyers because they spend a little bit more money on like hobby boxes, but it might affect the kids. It might be closer 
to go to a grocery store to get a blaster than our shop. How much fun can they have at a grocery store compared to coming into your card shop? Okay, Rex. Yeah, I know it's the direction. It's going to happen. We're okay with it as long as, I guess, the spread between the odds and blaster boxes versus hobby boxes stays wide, meaning that the good stuff, as you said, is in the hobby product. And the, the retail stuff is really more mass produced. What I don't want to see is them to water down some of the better product <clears throat> and start putting that into retail. As long as they have exclusive stuff to hobby shops, I think that we'll be fine. Now that we're buying direct from both tops and we see, and we're not a huge allocation monster. We don't get dozens and dozens of cases, but we do have the ability to buy direct at true wholesale prices. So the retail arbitrage that was there two years ago when we started, we get people coming into us all the time, selling us those blaster boxes or trading those blaster boxes to us. That slowed down quite a bit. And frankly, it's not as much of an interest to us anymore now that we're focused on the hobby product. So that's where we'd like to stay. I do think the card shops that are in jeopardy, if that happens, and I think it, it is moving that direction, maybe it won't be 10 times, but there'll be a lot more. And you guys have leaned into this and you're probably too modest to say this, but any card shop that has poor customer service is in jeopardy. Yeah. If you're poorly organized, poor customer service, you know, it's, you, you've got to provide a service that people say, Hey, I want to go to the card shop. It's fun there. And so I think you guys are doing well. Okay. Do you open a lot of boxes or do you just buy single cards? I prefer to buy single cards because then I can pick what I want. Whereas I buy boxes occasionally just because who doesn't love the experience of opening up a box because you don't know what you're going to get. And it's the best chance I have, even though it's a slim chance of getting a great card. If I'm going through the dollar boxes, I get some good cards in there, but they're not thousand dollar cards. They're not hundred dollar cards. You're not going to get an expensive card in a dollar box, but you're going to get some fun cards. And so every once in a while, I'll open some boxes And and I love it. It reminds me of when I was a kid. And I hope I always stay connected to that part of the hobby. But it's not the predominant way. Participating in a break, which I have done, you get the cards that they say according to the way the break is. Whereas if I look through a monster box of cards, I can pick out the same number of cards. They're exactly the cards I want. They can be local players. I pick what I want to pick. So that's the way I prefer to hobby. In your experience over the years through different economic times, What have you seen during global and or U.S. recession type economic conditions in the card market? Fortunately or unfortunately, I've seen it both ways. I've seen the card business being counter cyclical when the stock market went down, cards went up. But I've also seen it be cyclical when the stock market and other financial markets have difficulty then cards do as well. It depends how deep the situation is sometimes. We've got all these regulators and raising interest rates and doing all these things to tamp down inflation and avoid a recession. Uh, But the average person on the street that's a collector is trying to make sense of that. And as long as their livelihood or their ability to put food on the table or pay their mortgage is not jeopardized, I think they're going to continue on with cards. And there really could be some buying opportunities. There will be some people that are saying, hey, I lost my job or I'm in a situation where I need to sell my collection. And they're going to go to some card shops and other places. And we don't want a glut of cards for sale, but there needs to be a healthy amount of cards being bought and sold. And uh, I'm hoping it is countercyclical because there's a lot of things that are messed up in the economy right now. 
And I'm hoping that cards are not going to be one of them. Every collector or investor should think we're in a mixed market, that some things are going to go up, some things are going to go down. What should I be buying now? What should I be holding now? And it's not based on the past trends as much as what you think is going to happen in the future. So hopefully that's the case. Very good. Okay. I guess Max Owen and Rexy in probably that order. If you had to double the size of your shop by next summer, not this summer, but next summer, so you have time to think about it, what are you going to add to it? You going to put in more ping pong tables and pool tables? I, got it. I saw on Instagram a while ago, it was this very cool NBA store and it had a very small half court basketball area. Okay. 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 For me, I would definitely add that. Okay, so would you be working or would you be working on your free throws when you're there in the store? Is that on the clock or off the clock? That's definitely on the clock. Okay, okay. Owen, how are you going to double? It sounds like you've already tripled it, but I'm talking about doubling it again. Maybe you need a new location or maybe you just would add on. I'm not talking about that, but what kind of stuff would you add to, to make it even better? I like the size of my shop right now. I can't think of anything else to really add. You like the basketball court idea? Yeah, I do like When we had our headquarters building in the company, I put a, we had, you guys are going to laugh, but we had an indoor basketball court in our big building. It was in the warehouse area, which turned out to be whenever there wasn't busy, people would go down there and shoot hoops. We had an outdoor court too that was full court, a short full court. And we had a lot of lunchtime leagues, employees, boys and girls. We had women who had played a lot of hoops. And so we had volleyball. We had So actually, Rex, that was a retention technique. We really had a lot of people that loved to work for our company, but loved the kind of almost intramural sports that we had. It was choose up teams and we had some really good players that had played a lot. So Rex, what are you going to do? You're going to double the size of the store because this actually could happen if you continue having a good success. So along those lines, and, this, and we've had discussions. When I was at Nike Town, one of the centerpieces of our store there in Chicago was a basketball court inside the store. So we use that for the employees. I tell these guys all the time, too. I was there during the late 80s when Michael Jordan ruled the world and Chicago. And, but we saw a lot of athletes that were Nike athletes through that time. And I was not a collector then. And we weren't allowed to solicit autographs. We had a, a rule that we weren't supposed to bother them with that. They were part of the Nike team, et cetera. But they would inevitably give me gifts unsolicited. They would inevitably give me gifts. So I would in turn give them away to the employees. And one of the things we did, we had free throw contests in the morning, jazzed up and I'd give them a, a signed jersey or a signed hat or something like that from the athletes. Opinion. So uh, I had a lot of that stuff go through my hand over the years that I thought about until we opened the car show about the value of those things. But Tina and I have talked about the connecting of sports to the hobby. So the basketball court, while it might not be realistic in this existing space, we've talked about using the outdoor space that we have here to even put in something like a batting cage and or a basketball court where kids can, again, hang out practice their game, shoot free throws, play little hoops or something, come inside, grab a pop, shoot some pool, play a video game, talk cards, trade cards, et cetera, et cetera. So we've talked about that as our opportunity. So I'd probably be focused on that next. You can only have so much memorabilia. And I think we're not exactly busting at the seams necessarily. I think we've got a great assortment of that now. I probably wouldn't expand that. And from a card standpoint, unless you can get major allocations, It'd be tough to fill another space this size with cards. You could probably do it uh, if you had enough 
singles. And you look at a place like Burbank out in California and you see their operation. I mean, they, of course, they have a big uh, eBay and a Beckett uh, presence online. So that might be something to look at too, is to really expand that and look to expand our online offering more. We're really not doing much there online right now because it's frankly much more profitable and easier for us to sell here in the shop. Okay. What if Fanatics said, hey, Rex, we love what you're doing in the store, but in order to maintain your allocations of the cards, we want you to dedicate a significant amount of space to licensed products that we have. And so how many of these replica jerseys do you want to take and caps? It's like going the opposite direction from putting cards in the lid stores, putting the lids and the caps in the card stores. If they said that and you said, hey, I really can't do that without adding to my footprint. <clears throat> and they say, yeah, you should. Because if you want more allocation of cards from us, you're going to need to have more space dedicated to our other stuff as well. What if they said that? We actually have that. We've had an account with Fanatics for a while where we buy their memorabilia, but we've also bought t-shirts and hats from them. Not being into the jerseys necessarily. We haven't ventured into that other than a signed jersey, but we do. We have Michigan State and local stuff. Michigan State, Notre Dame, uh, Michigan t-shirts, hats, Cubs, t-shirts, White Sox, Tigers. We do have that here in the shop. It's not a huge selection. But yeah, I think that could be an opportunity for us. It's certainly something we could pursue. It takes space. You don't want it to crowd out the cards because memorabilia generally takes up more room than cards. Oh, yeah. What a great problem to have to be concerned about another expansion of your successful card shop and having these two fabulous employee slash sons <laughs> who are helping you build a great business. Max and Owen, I hope you're going to continue to learn from your dad. When you live your life thinking you're going to live a long time, you think, well, I need to have a good reputation because it's going to need to last me for a long time. Thanks, guys. One last word, Rex, on where they can find you. Uh, New Buffalo, Michigan. As far as socials, you can find us at underscore sports card shop. Also, our website is thesportscardshop.com. Those are some great URLs and handles you think would be taken, <laughs> but they're not. But New Buffalo, <laughs> Michigan, it's the only thing I know in New Buffalo, Michigan. So I'll make a beeline for them. I'm not going to the beach. I'll be going to your card shop. Thanks. Go to your family. Keep up the great work. Uh, thank, you. thank you. Okay. Thanks, guys. The man-